So my fact today is about Barbie. Barbie? All As in right. the doll. This so is. Barbie's official birthday. Can you take a guess on the year? Uh, I'm going to go 1960 something. 67. It's it's slightly earlier, uh, 1959. So it's the 9th of March, 1959 is her official birthday. And she made her public debut at the American International Toy Fair in New York. She was 11 inches and she was dressed for a pool party. Um, pool party? In like, yeah, in like in a my... black and white striped bathing suit. Interesting. Like in the 50s, I always thought like um, 50s were still like demure times. Well, it was one piece. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And the first, she actually at first looked pretty similar to what she looks now, but she didn't have something that she didn't have until 2000. And that was a belly button. Really? (laughs) Until 2000, she didn't have a belly button. Are they belly buttons particularly risque? (laughs) Like a bit weird, right? It's just... It's like a normal thing that literally yeah. everybody has. Until so there you go. Fact about Bobby. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. Like somebody in two thousand was like, "Look, it's a new millennium. <laughs> I think it's time." We need to maybe Barbie slightly Barbie more. Barbie had a belly button. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> She's not at all. Had a something. How are you? Yes, not bad. Um... Yeah, I don't know. All good. L- lots of perfect. And that. That's fun. That's <laughs> How right. are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm Katie, by the way, and that's Stan. And this is Have You Ever Heard Of? Welcome. <laughs> Nearly forgot to say that. <laughs> Just in case you're new, uh, welcome. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, it's Friday. It's lunchtime. That's a good time for it to be. So no Friday, complaints Friday. here. How's that song going? Gotta get down on Friday. (laughs) Paid for by her parents. Uh, Love her. She's so good. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to tell me about your person? Is it a person? Let's get started. Yeah, I'm still doing the people. I'm still continuing. The people train. Down the the original remit train. I guess most trains are people trains. Unless it's like a good train. A cargo train, train, yeah. Yeah, uh, like a freight train. Or like an artillery train. I really love freight trains. Or like apparently a <gasps> nuclear train now if you're in New- North North uh, Korea. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's like a Bond film, isn't it? Nuclear duh, train. Duh, duh. And then it's just like Kim Jong, like ha ha. He's lost weight now, hasn't he, old? He has lost weight. Well done He's if you're listening. Old... <laughs> Good for you on the old Weight Watchers diet. <laughs> Maybe he had got COVID, even though he says, like, he didn't. Oh, yeah, because he's a Superman who can't get COVID. He's like Putin, isn't he? He'll yeah, he wrote judo all those through the COVID. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little tangent, wasn't it? Tangent. <laughs> Why do you, yeah, tell me about your person. Who are you? Okay, they? so I am doing... Have you ever heard of Tomoe Gozen? No. So she is basically a a, a female samurai. From, awesome, awesome. Yeah, from the 12th century, I think. Um, she definitely existed, right? She is kind of, like I <laughs> said, like, heart, like semi-legendary, but there's enough evidence. Uh, I think people, most people agree, most historians agree, that there's enough evidence to prove that she did exist. Okay. And that she took part in the war that she is, is 
famous one. Taken part of, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, cool. Um, so, da, 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 da. so, as we know, as we all know, Japanese history is a bit male-heavy. But I mean, like, all history is pretty male-heavy, isn't it? All history is male-heavy, like, it's white European males. So after Neo-Confucianism arrived in Japan in the 1600s, society became strictly, or more strictly, hierarchical, with women occupying very much a domestic role, expected to be obedient and demure. However, before this, society wasn't so harshly structured. Remember, the first emperor was actually an empress, the Sun Queen, Himiko? Yes, indeed. See our episode. <laughs> uh, in fact, there were a number of badass samurai women um, in this time before Neo-Confucianism. And the most badass of these, probably Tomoe Gozen. It was actually definitely Tomoe Gozen. So, Tomoe stands out as one of Japan's extraordinarily rare uh, warrior women who engaged in offensive battle known as Onamusha. Um, these women can be differentiated from the defensive female fighters known as Ona Bugaisha. So that's like defending the home, the village. Tomoe, unsurprisingly, has become a very popular figure in media, especially in manga. Most representations Ooh. of uh, Tomoe depict her as wielding a uh, uh, nagi nata, or the traditional women's weapon, as uh, as it's known, uh, of the Ona Bugaisha, the, um, the defenders of the home. However, evidence suggests that her weapon of choice was actually the longsword and the bow and arrow. Nice. So, way more samurai-ish. Um, <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So, Tomoe Gozen was born at some point in the late 11th century. We're not sure exactly when. Uh, we know this because of the battles she'd later participate in rather than any records of her birth. Okay. So, let's set the scene. So... <laughs> Tomoe Gozon was born during a time of extraordinary political and social upheaval. So Japan was in the throes of a violent and bloody civil war. The Genpai War, as it was known. Uh, so this had laid waste to capital and countryside and raged from 1180 until 1185. Its conclusion marked a chaotic end to the aristocratic <laughs> Heian period, which lasted from uh, 794 to 1185 when the war ended uh, and I should in the age of the samurai so you can actually play this war on uh, Shogun 2 Total War it's one of the uh, nice. DLCs <laughs> it's a good one I'm gonna go play that later uh, <laughs> so what caused this war well the Genpai War was basically a family feud taken to the extreme with control over the imperial throne as the stakes so really just like any dynastic conflict yeah, of the time around that. the world. <laughs> so the war pitted the refined aristocratic Kyoto base Taira-kan against the rough country folk provincial-based Minamoto clan. So how does our last Tomoe fit into all this? Well, Tomoe's mm. father was Nakahara Kaneto. Uh, he was the foster father of uh, two senior Minamoto clan member, Minamoto no Yashinaka, having raised him since he was just two years old. So mm-hmm. proper fa- father figure. Yeah. Um, so unsurprisingly, her father was a strong supporter of the Minamotos over the uh, Teira. Her mother had also been Yoshinaka's wet nurse. Right. That's a bond that cannot be broken. Uh, so <laughs> in essence, Tomoe was like, a sister, essentially. Yeah, wet sister. 
Um, her two other brothers uh, also served as Yoshinaka's generals, uh, being basically like his brothers. Uh, so now sources are a little confused, like most medieval sources are. So not so much is known about her personal life. However, her love However. life. <laughs> her love life is one of the few things we can be pretty sure about, and. Oh, okay. uh, and that she was more than just friends with her foster brother, uh, oh. Lord Minamoto no Yoshinaka. Ooh. That's right. Um, so she's usually described as one of his wives or female attendants, but more likely a concubine or like a, a clandestine relationship that probably yeah. wasn't meant to be going on. Um, but she was more than just lover to Yoshinaka. She was also one of his best warriors and generals. Generals being the uh, important one here. So, now, Tamoya was without a doubt a force to be reckoned with. She was considered an expert archer, a sniper with a bow, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also a skilled horse rider and cavalry soldier and fearless. She'd frequently ride right into the centre of battle to protect her friends or vanquish enemy champions. In one battle, she is reported to have single-handedly defended a bridge against dozens of attackers. Just by herself, just cutting down samurais as they charge at the bridge just uh, like everyday <laughs> Thursday in another she is said to have killed a whole slew of samurai warriors one after another in single combat and then killed their leader Uchida oh man I should be better at pronouncing this <laughs> Ieyoshi uh, Uchida had infuriated Tomoe when he tried to drag her from her horse so she promptly decapitated him and delivered his head as a trophy to Yoshinaka top nice. present that is cool. a top present in those nice. days, especially in Japan. <laughs> uh, oh, ahead! How nice! <laughs> I knew it would have been June time uh, in 1181. Yoko Tagawara. There we go. Uh, my potential should have been better than that. Tomoe is said to have beaten and collected the heads of seven mounted warriors. How does she, like... Did she have, she like, a, be, like, like, a just bag? strapping them to her, like, yeah. uh, horse. <laughs> I mean, like, like head collections were uh, like proper trophies back then. I wasn't, I wasn't joking when I said top present. People would yeah, come. Yeah, fair enough. But people like, come to dinner and admire. People transport those heads. <laughs> admire your head collection. Some good heads you got there. Would you like Polish to see my up. head collection? <laughs> uh, but as I said, she wasn't just a warrior, but a general and a good one too. So in 1182, she is said to have commanded 300 samurai in a struggle against 2,000 warriors of the rival. Taylor clan and defeated them outnumbered as she was seven to one in the may of 1183 the battle of tonami she led an even larger force of over 1000 cavalry to victory routing the enemy forces and cutting them down in bloody slaughter cutting them down <laughs> cutting Cuss- them down oh i thought you said no, cutting, cutting them, them down say, i really thought that's what you said cutting them out as she passed them <laughs> Uh, in January 1184, at the Battle of uh, Jida she would lead only 300 fighters against a Taira horde of 6,000. Wait, so this she's like the original 300? Yeah, basically, yeah. She's spartaning <laughs> it up. Oh, wait, not the original one. That was a lot before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I take that back. Um, and although she'd come out of the fight alive, only five from the Minamoto force survived. So brutal is the battle. Wow. So even when the odds were very much against her, Tomoe could get the job done. She got it done. She got all it, the heads. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't always enough, unfortunately. 
See, the Genpai War initially went well for Yoshinaka and the Minamoto clan. After defeating the Taira and driving them from, into the western provinces, Yoshinaka took Kyoto, which was then the capital of Japan, mm-hmm. prior to Tokyo. This made the emperor beholden to the Minamoto clan, which essentially put the Minamoto in control of the entire country. Unfortunately, Yoshinaka would overstep the mark when he decided it was time he became head of the clan. Mm. I mean, he just conquered the capital. He had essentially got control of the whole country, the whole of Japan. But no, head of the clan was a step too far, apparently. (laughs) Because this pissed off his cousin, Yoritomo, who decided it was time to crush Yoshinaka despite his great victories for the family. And so... Yoritomo sent his brothers, Yoshitsune and Noriyori, to kill him. And Yoshitsune is a badass, like he's a legend. Now, with Yoshinaka's forces badly outnumbered by his cousins, and with such a feared warrior facing them um, in Yoshitsune, uh, the rising was kind of on the wall when uh, the Battle of Oazu commenced on the 21st of February, 1184. Even with Tomoe by his side. And she was by his side. She remained loyal to her foster brother stroke lover until the bitter <laughs> end. And she fought bitterly, but it wasn't enough. Although Yoshinaka's troops fought bravely, they were outnumbered and overwhelmed. When Lord Kiso, Yoshinaka's forces, dwindled to five, he commanded Tomoe to quit the field. But she was reluctant to desert the battle and reluctant to abandon her brother stroke lover. Um... <laughs> But his commands turned to pleads, and so Tomoe made a compromise. She would follow orders, but not before engaging in one final battle to impress her lord and lover, demonstrate her loyalty, and redeem her honour as a samurai. After all, samurai don't flee. That yeah. is like the cardinal Number rule. Number one rule. <laughs> so Tomoe rode head on into a pack of 30 mounted warriors and picked the worthiest opponent among them, the famed strongman Unada no Hachiro. And promptly, of course, beheaded him. Of course. And and added it to her sweet collection. I think she gave it to uh, gave to it her to, brother uh, slash lover. Yeah, as a final parting gift. <laughs> but was he was like, bro- he shed his, she shed a tear. Yeah. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that wasn't the only head she took during that battle, apparently. During the battle, she was also known for having killed Uchida... Iyoshi and taking his head. This famed samurai had been specifically tasked with capturing Tomoe, so feared a warrior she was. She had also taken the head of the leader of the Musashi clan and presented his head to her master, Yoshinaka, before the battle's end. So he got like three heads out of this battle at least. <laughs> As the battle came to a close, Yoshinaka was fatally wounded, leaving Yoritomo as the uncontested head of the clan. And a shogun of the entire country. Ooh. Well, what became of Tomoe? Unfortunately, yeah. no one knows for sure. Some say she was captured by Minamoto no Yoritomo's henchman, Wada Yoshimori, uh, during the Battle of Kyoto, and forced basically to become his concubine, and then give birth to the legendary strongman, Asahina Saburo Yoshihida. Uh, he appeared to have lost his samurai sword as he used a pine trunk as a club to attack her. 
She apparently twisted and broke the club, but was overpowered and forced to become Wada's concubine. Let's hope that is not the story. That is yeah. too much of an ignoble end for such a great warrior. I don't believe she could be overpowered so easily, so I am not buying it. Not buying it at all. Others say she became a Buddhist nun, reciting sutras on behalf of the late Lord Yoshinaka's soul until her death at the ripe old age of 91. I kind of like that. Warriors that becoming... one's better. Definitely better. I like that. War... Yeah. Warriors becoming Buddhist monks or nuns. It's a classic. It is a classic end. Classic end. I well, like 91 it. as well. Yeah. Sweet age for like the 1100s. Others say she avenged Yoshinaka by killing his attackers, stealing back Yoshinaka's head so no one else could defile it, and then walking out to sea, head in hand, to drown. Dramatic, gothic, a bit of Virginia Woolf in their suicide, which is honourable for samurai. Yeah. A bit romantic, albeit dark. I like this one too, it's good. Yeah, also good. I, I mean, I'm seeing it as like a movie end. Exactly, yeah, it's a strong yeah. movie end. Strong movie end. If um, Kurosawa was still going, he definitely... <laughs> Go with that. And of course, some sources say that after leaving the battlefield, she committed seppuku, a form of self-disembowelment, to avoid the disgrace of capture. Like yeah. any any good samurai would. Again, a classic samurai. Exactly. Yeah. Um, whatever the circumstances of her uh, subsequent life and death, Tomoe has accumulated quite a reputation for herself over the last eight centuries, blowing history and myth in genres as divergent as kabuki, woodblock prints, and manga. Mm. So what really happened to Tomoe Gozan both before and after the battle of Oazu will probably never be known for sure, but what we do know is that she most certainly existed and was more than just a legend like Mulan, um, and that she played at least some part in the Genpai War. Um, That is what sources say. One of the main sources is the... Heike Monogatari, an epic history of the Gaipan War that plots out the tragic downfall of the Taira family. Uh, as it says about Tomoe, Kiso no Yoshinaka had brought with him from Shinanu two female attendants, Tomoe and Yamabuki. Yamabuki had fallen ill and stayed in the capital. Of the two, Tomoe was especially beautiful, with white skin, long hair, and charming features. She was also a remarkably strong archer. And as a swordsman, she was a warrior worth a thousand, ready to confront demon or god, mounted or on foot. She handled unbroken horses with superb skill. She rode unscathed down perilous descents. Whenever a battle was imminent, Yoshinaka sent her out as his first captain. Equipped with strong armour, an oversized sword and a mighty bow, and she performed more deeds of valour than any of his other warriors, Thus, she was now one of the seven who remained after all the others had fled or perished. It goes on to say, Quickly now, Lord Kiso said to Tomoe, You are a woman, so be off with you. Go wherever you please. I intend to die in battle or kill myself if I am wounded. It would be unseemly to let people say Lord Kiso. Lord Kiso kept a woman with him during his last battle. Reluctant to flee, Tomoe rode with the others until she could resist no longer. Then she pulled up. Ah, if only I could find a worthy foe, I would fight. A last battle for his lordship to watch, she thought. As she sat there, 30 riders came into view, led by Onada no Hichiro Moroshiga, a man renowned in, in the Musashi province for his great strength. Tomoe galloped into their midst, rode up along Moroshiga, seized him in a powerful grip, pulled him down against the pommel of her saddle, 
held him motionless, twisted off his head and threw it away. Threw it away? Just in a bin? (laughs) Afterward, she discarded helmet and armour and fled towards the eastern provinces. But yeah, she appeared in plenty of other sources as well. So yeah, we took off another badass warrior woman. Yes. Combining my two favourite subjects, Japan and female warriors. Yes. Done. Hey, absolutely. It's not like a series. We could just <laughs> do a little like warrior woman season. What is your favourite samurai movie? Um, Seven Samurai. Probably. Yeah. Probably, I mean, I think Yejimbo is my favourite. <laughs> nice. But also the first half of Seven Samurai. You know, he has basically two movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first half where they're all like coming together and like it's like each character has a different yeah. like, vibe but Yojimbo is just really fun I love him and he's I'll like the guy that's in every single <laughs> Kurosawa movie he's the Macbeth in his <laughs> throne of blood Um, so what are you doing this weekend Uh, I have another goddamn wedding oh my god that's like three in a row I know wedding like a, it's only the reception though so I need to go there for a bit and then i'm gonna peace out and then i'm going on holiday on monday nice yes everyone we are taking a two-week break because somebody is going on holiday where are you going uh we're going to crete to check out the world war ii battlefields and the uh and all the ruins because that's uh... what most people do in crete (laughs) (laughs) that's what i do in crete and the uh in the minoan is it the minoan people minoan ruins Nice. Going back to 1300 BC, which is just crazy old. That is so, really old. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. Yeah. I'm How about it. you? Um, so this weekend, I'm going to see my parents and I'm going to chill out. I'm going to do some volunteering. I volunteer at a museum, so I'm going to go there. And uh, we just booked a holiday to Berlin. Very nice. I love Only for Berlin. four days, but that's in October. And yeah. Though I do find it chilling crazy out. that they still haven't managed to rebuild Berlin <laughs> totally. Like if you go to Tokyo, Tokyo, like there's no, there's just no signs of like any war damage anymore. But yeah, Berlin, it's full of it, full of it. It's just it. That it's just you go there and you're like, wow, it's the war. But the same uh, with like uh, Dresden. Dresden's just like still blackened from all the uh, blackened from the fires <laughs> yeah there, that is true forever sto- forever scorched any recommendations um what have i been watching i've been watching um a documentary series on uh the rise of the ottomans on netflix that's pretty interesting cool. mehmet the second and the uh, fall of constantinople that's good i recommend it a bit um, all the history documentaries on Netflix are brilliant. They have like the talking heads and then seemingly, I don't know, really expensive battle scenes. Yeah. Like, same, like, my favorite. Like, same quality as like Vikings, at least. Better than like the early battle scenes in Game of Thrones, I think. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, their budget is insane. Yeah. So. I recommend. Um, a podcast actually i'll recommend the dropout podcast it's about elizabeth holmes do you know who that is um i recognize the name yeah she so she's famous for creating 
a thing called Thernos, which is an American brand, a Silicon Valley thing, where it's like a blood test. And it was supposed to be like the most effective, like literally pinprick blood test. And it turns out it was like a massive fraud and she's on trial right now. So the Dropout podcast, if you start from the beginning, you get the whole story of... um, like what happened mm-hmm. with Thernos and how it came about and who Elizabeth Holmes is and da 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 and talking to a lot of people who like worked there with her and now the trial is actually happening you also get like up to date trial stuff mm. so yeah really recommend it there's also another one called Bad Blood which is the same story just a different person um, I'm listening to both but you know you can <laughs> Just pick one, whichever voice you like, basically. Two different cool. journalists. Yeah, so recommend both of those. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks time. And while you've got those two weeks off, why don't you check out our Twitter at HaveYouEverPod. And follow us and tell all your friends to look back through our back catalogue, because that's going to be there for the last next for the next two weeks. Yeah. Even if we're not. Maybe not the first couple of episodes where we didn't know how to edit properly. Yeah, we're going to probably redo (laughs) those ones at some point. (laughs) And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye!